Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, you, and welcome to Stop. Hammer time, and it's a um, it's a reuniting of a of a party of four of us that uh, had a lovely lovely weekend away at Norwich, isn't it, lads? It's, uh, yeah, Jim, Jim yeah. Grant, you're here. Look, yes, hello, good evening. Look, look yes. at you sitting there. You're uh, you're yes. here joining us. Yeah. A good friend of the podcast. It's Benji Lanyardo. Hello, Benji's here. Hello. And we were all here at Norwich, and uh, we decided to bring along uh, uh, to complete our complement of teachers, but also to reunite the four musketeers of the Norwich <laughs> away trip. It's Andy Little. Good evening. Oh, I think we know, we know uh, Andy very well from all, from a lot of home matches. Yeah, so absolutely. we thought it was time to get him on. Um, yes, especially completing our our uh, quartet of um, people that uh, murdered eight, eight. that oh. murdered the woman that made the room up. Um, yeah, Jim, I'm surprised you made it back. Actually, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How did you get back, Jim? Uh, well, I walked. But, oh, right, right. Are you, you allowed back, back in Norwich yeah. now, or yeah. is that yeah. it? No more Norwich. Uh, well, I'm not going to. I'm going to steer clear for a while. Yeah, I'm okay. going to give it a wide berth, okay. which I is mean, not difficult. <laughs> we had we had uh, we had quite a weekend of it. We had. Quite, we but I wonder what sort of weekend of it. I mean, given that we we had to cover up a crime and you walked back. I yeah. wonder how the Clemsons got on. Well, because they're, uh, the, they're yeah. the they're well, the real. I, I got a message from him saying that he was in bed by eleven. That's probably Craig, Craig, Craig. Craig, yeah. And then I sure. checked to see if Norwich no, is still there. No, 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 no. It did have. Ha, ha, he was in day. bed by 11 pints, <laughs> then got up, had another six. <laughs> Headbite someone. Yeah. I'm imagining. He so. was possibly in bed, but in the bed of a furniture store in a high street <laughs> in Norwich, just uh, having broken in. I went out there and gone, uh, the Clemsons, of course, were there, our very good friends, the Clemsons. Yes. Uh, not the full compliment, it was uh, uh, Craig and Danny uh, were there. Who, yeah. um, uh, Steve Mantle was there. Yeah. Phil, Phil Pitt was there. So it was a, quite, a, quite, a, quite a gathering at the Norwich away game. Field trip. Uh, um, it was good. Enjoy it. It's a nice place, Norwich, actually. It was was all right, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was decent. Yeah. And the result. Oh, and the result was fine. So we've got sort of three games to talk about, uh, really, and then uh, there'll be a quiz and then a vote. Uh, <laughs> a so, vote? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. And then any other ah. business, then we'll set the agenda for the next podcast. Oh, right, okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yes. Are we quarried? In a year's time. Oh, right. Um, well, if we send you away, we'll be quarried. Oh, okay. At the moment, we've got too many. Oh, right. But, uh, okay. yeah. but you're in the quiz, because it's an education quiz, because oh, education... Dear. 
is uh, oh. is the vital, future. It's the, the future. future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the first thing to be the first thing to be not denied the populace by despotic uh, right wing governments like the Khmer Rouge and the Tory Party. <laughs> Andy, <laughs> yeah, just, just just if you're wondering, it's always like this. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it takes a good ten minutes to get to the football. It, it, it's very important that we cover the Khmer Rouge within the first five minutes. Let's get on to the football. <laughs> uh, so we played the Khmer Rouge. Uh, sorry, Liverpool. Uh, 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 but we've actually we could sort of bracket three games together because we haven't done one since. Uh, uh, the one I did with Paul, right? head honcho of Playback Media, uh, here on the Playback Media orbiting space platform, where uh, all, the, all the Playback Media podcasts come from. Uh, and yes, me and our head honcho, uh, man of mystery, like right. Howard Hughes was. Was the, he actually here? He, he was in, in the yeah, room. We were he was actually room in the room. Yeah, right. not Skyping. It so wasn't, he exists. Yeah. He exists. Wow. That's right. He's not... Um, He's not like uh, Max Headroom, a kind of uh, a, a, a theoretical no. uh, leader, or like Big Brother in 1994. Again, Andy, it's, it's always like this. No, Just it's, like, it's very much like this. <laughs> this is like it is. This is. What this is. <laughs> this is not a dream. This is happening. <laughs> so, um, so there's Southampton, Liverpool in the cup, and Norwich to talk about. So um, we, we, we start with the weekend and work backwards. We've just been talking about the weekend, or should we... What do we... Let's, can we, we just not, not talk say, about Southampton? Yes, we probably just need to talk about that. It was, um, we were I mean, Southampton was just a poor second half, really, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Mm, I mean, just, we just could have done better. We couldn't break them down, could we? Usual slow start, it has to be said. Uh, that seems to be... Um, that's, that's becoming the new West Ham way. It's annoying that we caught start. them in the middle of this, this run of not only wins, but clean sheets, since Forster's come back for Southampton. Yeah. They haven't yeah, considered a goal. very solid. Yeah. We were very ponderous and predictable. I thought yep. for, for you know, um, and having played um, particularly well against ten men in one game against Villa, uh, you know, yep. against ten men in Southampton who were much better organised, it was a much more you know problematic. There was that lethargy of song that we've spoken about, that sort of mm. casualness. That I saw he, in yeah, very it? true, yeah, yeah. very true. Yeah. That was evident there, and maybe perhaps we're going to come on to a little bit later. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. St Mary's are becoming a bogey stadium for us because we drew last year, we lost Just. the year before. I, we've been I down it, there a couple I of times. I think it's always we? been... It's never been a really happy hunting ground, has mm. it? Like, there have been some no. not very good performances down there. When did the... Uh, was that, uh, was, was that the Carol... scene of the Gary Charles' own goal? Was that yeah, a, that was it was. Was yeah. that the St Mary's or the Dell? Was it still the Dell? That's the Mary's by then, I think. Was, was it? it the Andy Carroll free kick that evened up the score down Yeah, we went there. to that one. Yeah, we went but to that. But that, that, that was... Was that one all? Literally dampened by the fact that I've never been wetter. Yes, it was. <laughs> in spite of the fact yeah. it was covered. Yeah. We were kind of quite near the front. We've probably talked about this before, but hmm. um, the, the kind of internal kind of microclimate of the ground meant that even though I was literally standing undercover, I was being rained on from behind. I thought global warming meant that it was now in the sea uh, <laughs> and had been like subsumed by the oceans like the Maldives have. It yeah. was so we incredibly were wet. We were soaked, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But yeah, rubbish um, game, not rubbish a huge amount to talk yeah, about, bad day at the office. Then, um, uh, you know, we've had a very busy period. Uh, the Liverpool game came, it's a cup game, uh, so some teams don't want the distraction of the cup. It went to 120 minutes. It was a long game. I, I sort of thought it would go to penalties. I thought it would go to penalties. I thought it would be a long game and go to penalties. Um, 
but in fact, it unfolded in a way that for the neutral was possibly the best way a game of football could happen. Yeah. A goal from one team b- just before the break, a goal just after a break, and then a goal in like the first minute of injury time of extra time was possibly the most dramatic unfolding of a football match. And it yeah. was quite elating Life to be at that. Life has few greater joys yeah. than a last-minute winner. Yeah, it yeah. really is one yes. of the most joyful things on earth. The actually. place went mad. And against it? Liverpool. Yes. yes. Especially so many yeah. for that Cardiff episode. Yeah. So so, just gives me a little bit every yeah. time I see it, a little yeah. bit back. Yeah, and it was a, good and a, a Bonner as well. Like no one deserved that winner more than no. he did in that game. That was the I, I've sort of I've, I haven't had any strong feelings about Bonner since he started, but that was his best game yes, for he was us. Great. I thought he was excellent, and then he comes up with the winner at the end. Yes, yeah, and he sort of I, I, I think that he, if everyone's fit, he has to be starting for us at Bonner. Well, I mean, I agree. I four very good. Yeah. Uh, we have four excellent centre backs. It's a good I mean, problem at, at, at the, the moment. moment yeah. they, at the moment, those two are the only fit ones. Uh, Tompkins and Reed are out, so those two start. And you kind of, you know, look at those two and think, well, no problem. Yeah, it's, it's been the same for years. We, you need four. It's a very attritional mm-hmm. position. They're all going to get plenty of plenty of games. Do you think the gloss was taken off because it was a kind of youngish Liverpool squad? Oh. It cost a lot more than ours, I suspect. Yeah. Um, Still have Benteke in it. Benteke, Benteke. Is second stinker at Upton Park in the season. Yeah. He is really yes, bad. Yes, he is really struggling, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's funny, though, because he's one of those players that you know he's got it in him. You've seen him be an exceptional player for a crap team in Villa. But he couldn't be less a Klopp type of player. And it, no. and it feels as if he's just filling a hole until Sturridge is probably fit, which now he is. I was thinking, actually, that, that considering how... We, we can talk about strikers later on because I've done a comprehensive striker audit. Very good. Um, but uh, the, uh, he's probably as good as, if not better, than Andy Carroll just by virtue of the fact that he's fit most of the time. Um, I wonder if we might be able to pick him up at the end of the season. It's something we can talk about later. Anyway, yeah. having said all that, he was crap. Yes, he was. And it's the second time as well. But he looked I mean, like a player in a funk rather than just a bad yeah. player. Like, he's not on good form at the moment. We did a little bit of squad rotating knowing that it was going to be, you know, the middle of three games and ten, ten games. And uh, we put in... Um, uh, well, so Reed was injured, wasn't he? So we put Obiang in for that reason. Uh, uh, sorry, Ogbonna in for that reason. But we rotated Song out and put Obiang in, who also had a, a, a really, really good game. I thought. I thought yeah, Obiang was. was fantastic. Was really fantastic. Was all Becoming an unsung hero, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's. I mean, he's. Um, it's taken a while for those two guys to work their way into the team. They, uh, you know, they. Uh, they probably assumed that they were going to get a start here. You know, one of them's coming from Juventus, one of them is a kind of Spain under-21 player, probably moving to the Premiership to think they're going to kind of play mm. every week. I mean, Antonio was as well, actually. But, Antonio uh, did done incredibly to break his way into the team. And, and he's now got a starting place. I yeah. think with, with Ogbonna, um, ultimately he's an Italian centre-back. You know, it's less of a gamble than, 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 than other positions from other countries. And with... Um, uh, Obiang? Obiang, sorry. Um, I, I've been sort of unclear as to what kind of player he, he is. And I think he, he really showed himself in that Liverpool game. because, And I think Andy is totally right as well. Because um, whilst Song looks a little bit like, sometimes looks a little bit like a player on his, on, on his way down... Obiang looks like he certainly might be a player on his way out. And yeah. ultimately, he's a Spanish central midfielder. Yeah, so, yeah. so again, we've got an Italian centre-back and a Spanish central midfielder, wise buys as squad players that are forcing their way into the team. Yeah, yeah. It, um, you know, Song had his terrific 
performance against City was very, very, very good. good in that game. Um, but I wonder, you know, whether there's still a hangover from, first of all, what the injury was, and then his very long time out of the game as a result of the injury, because it seems like he's not finding a huge amount of consistency. I still like him, but but I I kind of think that, uh, you know, Kuyati, Noble and Obiang have got those positions covered. And if you work out a way to just play two holding midfielders, because there are... There's been an issue with playing three of them, hasn't there? That, which, which has sort I of so. felt that... I think so, and I think possibly that was very much the case on, uh, on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, Benji said about Antonio, he's an interesting one because he's forced his way in. I'd say that's probably, since he's been in, the performance at Norwich was probably his worst. Mm. Oh, definitely. He was, you know, he, he was to blame for the goal, the yes, first was, goal. Yeah. I mean, he missed a one-on-one. Um, but he can be. I think he can be forgiven. But at least he for was being, in the position to be there. Things weren't working for him. I think there was a bit of. Uh, uh, there really felt like a lot of fatigue on Saturday. Absolutely, and the way that he plays. Started him actually. The way that Antonio plays, he so, he gives everything right through to the last minute. Like it's, mm-hmm. you will often see him sprinting the full length of the pitch in 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 the in the you know in the final phases of a game. And I think having played 120 minutes, yeah, he was entitled to have a bit of a dip. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I and I think you know you know the reason for it. I think it was at that 120. And he minutes. you know he was cramping up by the end of that in that cup tie, wasn't he? You know, he was still struggling on play through was, cramp. Yeah. You know, um, I felt it might have been a time to give give Moses a start. And the Moses was good when he came well, on, didn't he? Yes, he did, yeah. Yeah, he, also, he was the difference, I think. He can play yeah. in a few different positions, Moses, I think. Um, also, just, just to say as well, the, the thing with Obiang, um, the, all of this is a slight indictment on Song, perhaps, because... If you were to go through, if you were to rank our central midfielders in in order, you'd you know personally, I'd go. I think Kiarte is our, our best central midfielder, mm. and then I'd probably go Mark Noble on current current form, and then probably um, Obiang, and then and then probably Song underneath him. And what's funny about that is that at the beginning of the season, you probably would have said if everyone's fit, Song's the first the first name on that mm. in, in that midfield. And it, we can again we can talk about this a bit later on, but it's it's a real testament to Mark Noble that he is is a bit undroppable at the moment. Yeah. Well, when, when, when Lanzini comes back, uh, because there's a sort of, you know, nominally there's a kind of two banks of three thing sort of going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there might be a temptation to replace one of the, the leading bank of three with Lanzini. So, like, presumably just Antonio has to go or Moses has to go and keep those, those back three. But in a way, you'd... Probably rather have two oh. holding midfielders, then a bank of three, then one up on his own, which would be sort of with like Sacco up on his own. I think it depends who you're playing. I think sometimes against some of the, the bigger teams, you do need that screening player in front of the back four, mm-hmm. um, and maybe you're then you're, you've got to put, put two sort of box to box players in front of him. Yeah. I mean, I think you know we're seeing better stuff from Noble. Because he's a little bit further up the pitch. Yeah, yeah. If Song plays, Obiang plays and holds, <clears throat> he gets a little bit further forward. Kiati's at his best when he's going box to box, not Absolutely. when he's sitting in front of the back four, no. when he's given licence to maraud. Totally agree. Yeah. And isn't this a delicious problem to have? Yeah, Do you remember, yeah. what was it, four years ago, we were playing Radoslav <laughs> Kovac in central midfield? <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, yeah. How, thi- how times have changed. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's an incredible but time. I think you're right about Noble. I think you, you sense, don't you, with, with Pyatt, you know, who's absolutely a top-class player, as we, as we all know, a real sense of mutual respect between between mm. those two. There I is that I really like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that you know, and, right. and that that sort of that they connect so much, don't they? The inter, the inter the interplay between them, looking up, 
you know, sensing that Noble was going to be on the edge of the box and knocking it back to him, you know. And I think he's improved Noble. I think one of the things that is absolutely to Noble's credit is I think for four years running, I've had the conversation with someone at the beginning of the season saying, surely Noble can't maintain his place in this central midfield. And four years in a row, our team has improved and he has improved with it and he's still in there. And I guess it brings us quite neatly onto Norwich that... That was a f- I can't remember him scoring a goal like that for a long time. A brilliant finish. Yeah, it was a great finish. What we're saying is it? that the best goal of the season? Is that West Ham's best or most accomplished finish? It was delicious. Lanzini at Spurs. I know the game was over, but that was a beautiful goal. Yeah. yeah. It, was quite, it was individual, though. Whereas this well, had no, it was a great work from Jelovic as well, actually. That's in that, in that well, actually. Um, but, uh, Jelovic of China. Well, his finish, yeah. uh, <laughs> his finish against Liverpool, Noble's finish against Liverpool, was from a similar area, but he uh, sort of opened his foot out and kind of side-footed it into a corner of the net. This Fantastic one, he hit finish. with the outside of the foot. So they're two completely different finishes from the same part of the box, which is quick thinking, but also good feet. I mean, if the volley had gone in, the, the, the volley against was at, at Liverpool. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, a goal, that, that would have been, been a I mean, it would be interesting, wouldn't it, if you could say, say we get three or four penalties, maybe five in a season, and if he could get four or five from open play, that's mm. a hell of a midfielder to have yeah, in yeah. your armour, if yeah. he could develop into that. Well, when he, when he first uh, played, probably under Pardew, uh, and then more under Kerbishley, he... Uh, the one thing you said about him is that he's a ball player. He doesn't have to look at his feet, which mm. is like what, you know, <laughs> what good footballers used to be like. They didn't have to look at their feet. And uh, his head was just up all the time looking for the next pass. And then he kind of got shuffled into a kind of holding midfielder role where he learnt, because he, he used to be slow, but actually that scampering around covering in that kind of Scott Parker style, he started to kind of uh, take on a, a, you know, a little turn of speed over short distances. And like, how often does he get back and slide in with a challenge? He's you know? fitter. He's definitely fitter because he used to chug Mark Noble. Like, there were yeah, times yeah. when he'd really plod his way through a game and he looks really fit now. And I was delighted to see him being at least mentioned by Roy Hodgson on Match of the Day because yeah. surely he's got to be consi- like, probably not good enough to get into the Euro squad. All, all I want for Mark Noble is one England cap. Just one. Because, you know, Joey Barton's got an England, clap, uh, England yeah, yeah. cap. John Joe Shelby's had about ten. Like, <clears throat> there are so many worse players than Mark Noble that have played for England. Just one would make me so, so happy. And I think it would make, it would make his career. You know? yeah. Carlton Palmer. I'm Cotton just going to say, I'm just yeah, going to leave yeah. that on the table. Carlton Cole. Oh, Batty. Batty, <laughs> Batty must have got caps for England. I think yeah, Batty, Batty was off the missed England. that penalty, didn't they? He did. He did he miss did. a penalty. Yeah, that's right. Um, God bless Mark Noble. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so it, it was very satisfying to kind of come back in that uh, Norwich game. It could have easily gone away from us. We... Um, I think quite often when, when a team's played 120 minutes, for the, for the first, first half of that match, just adrenaline gets them through it. But we started the second half, it was almost like we were really, really kind of got in, sat down and went, oh, God, I'm tired. Are you tired? <laughs> yeah, I'm tired. So we came out. And then, in a sense, when the second goal in, went in, it was just sort of shit or bust. And... Uh, uh, Jim, I think you said that, that, that Noble really kind of picked the team up. I thought he was, like, the last 20 minutes of the game, I thought he was terrific, absolutely yeah. terrific. But the substitutions made a difference, yes, they did. Moses and Carroll. And Carroll was terrific when he came He on, was, yeah. He was, um, he was excellent. But you had felt that, that um, because we, I think we were sort of saying, oh no, you need to be a bit, uh, seven, change it, change it up now, yeah. you know, 
almost at half time I thought I felt he could have he could have changed yes. it and it felt like the substitutions had come too late but mm. uh, you know as it happens you know yeah. I think Carroll was quite good like he really well he really held the ball up well and he really wasn't bullied where Valencia really was bullied mm. he, was I mean, he, did, game, he had his he? moments Valencia I've looked at those offsides a couple of times I think one he was on yeah. you know, which was when he was through but Carroll absolutely stood up to those centre backs because they're two big centre backs. Really well, yeah. You know, and it gave him the opportunity then to move it to Moses or move it out to Enrique, yeah. who actually also had quite a good game. Yeah, yeah, came yeah. On Despite missing that yeah. final, well, Car- that is what Carroll does. Carroll, for me, is at his best, coming off the best and bench and yeah. causing chaos, and that's yeah, yeah. what he did. Well, yeah. he's. I mean, he is a good ball player. He kind of he helped to you know because. Keeping the ball, you know, not not necessarily really intricate uh, sort of interchange with the ball like Arsenal or something, but just holding it up and, and you know, looking up and seeing if someone's free, give it to a better player. You know, um, Paye came into... Paye's, you know, had a couple of quite quiet games for him mm. lately. Usually does one or two things that are the key things in the game, but... Uh, yeah. But he, two assists, two assists in the goal in yeah. two games that were quiet games. <laughs> right. yeah. Even when he has a quiet game, he's still. He's I'd still say both of those last player. two games have been quite quiet games. Mm. Yes, by yeah. his Absolutely. very high standards. Yeah, but, yeah. As Benji says, yeah. the return is well <clears throat> speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. It? he'll suddenly do something. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, every day I wake up and say, "Thank God he's twenty nine Yeah, <laughs> because I think that the, 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 the reality is he's. Pro- I don't want to say this, but he's probably going to stay with us for a few years. You know. Yeah, you'd hope so. Yeah. yeah. If he was twenty four, he'd be off. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, there'd be big money offers coming in for him, certainly. Yeah, um, and, and yeah. I'm glad. So it turns out, it turns out there was a bid from the Chi- from a Chinese club um, for 35 million pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about Golden Sullivan, to their credit, is they they do they do know the temperature with West Ham fans at all times. Mm. Uh, and I think that's that if they'd if they'd sold Pie to a Chinese club, there would have been riots on Green Street. You know, it'd have been a crazy. Even if we get a 50 million pound offer for him, which is is probably more than he's worth. You still got to say no. He's he's so important. He's almost, I think, you know, priceless at the moment for West Ham. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think you're, and in fact, thirty-five million pounds. I'm not quite sure who you'd get like that because everybody knows that a player like that is a sort of fifty million pound player. Um, yeah, you know? and, and the joy is you've got Lanzini to come back in. It's yeah, yeah. in you know. And you can breathe him in the moments. same breath, can't you, really? There's a few moments from Pae, which, which I think because I'm slowly falling deeply in love with him, I've noticed. He, him, him um, little things like, you know, doing the kind of, this, this won't work on a podcast, but you bowing down. You constantly fall in love. You fall in love too. You've fallen <coughs> in does. love. Yeah. You had a bromance with uh, Kevin Nolan at one point. I Not love Kevin, Kevin Nolan. No, yes, you, you take did. that back. Take no, that back. you said that. Well, you said that. Yeah, I think you did. You, you, <sighs> yeah. you've got a, you had a man that, crush on that. Uh, is, that is, I'm Kevin Nolan. But then I've sat next to you many times to hear the love of the gushing love of Zerati yeah, yeah. Oh, I do yeah, love Zerati yeah. but Pai, listen this time with Pyatt it's real it's real I am no, in love with right, Pyatt and things like him sort of bowing down to, to the Bobby yeah. Moore stand and things like he's done a little bit of badge pumping as well and it's good to see it's good to see it means he's not going to cheat on us he feels pressured into it because of the song and all that whereas like Coyote uh, Coyote and Sacco just did it straight off the bat anyway the which signs. I love about yeah, yeah, uh, Coyote yeah. jumping into the crowd uh, a couple of games ago what, yeah. which game was that these Second goal against City, was it? Yeah, yeah. which was, was a yeah. brilliant finish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he just leapt into the crowd, you know. He's uh, incredibly likeable, isn't he, Kiyati? Oh, Kiyati, yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, he's, he's really, you know, in a way, he is kind of a key signing of the group of people that are going. He was with us last season. I mean, he's just, he's part of the revolution, I think. Uh, mm. You know, he, even though he was signed 
by previous manager. He is he's like kind of everything that the no, new well, team the scouting is going very well at the moment. You yeah. have to say on the whole, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it yeah. is. You know, he's a fine Ducati. You know, <clears throat> I mean, a yeah. lot of teams would. And they're coming in at sensible sensible fees, aren't they? I mean, I think some of the things you were saying about Benteke earlier on, I still think. We possibly now, with with so much money being splashed about, underestimate the fact that a big transfer fee and going to a big club can put real pressure on a player. It's one thing being a big fish in a small pond at, at, at Villa, but going up for thirty odd million pounds to to Liverpool, there's a lot of expectation. Andy Carroll, um, and it, yeah, it can Torres be tough. To Chelsea. You know, I think yeah. yes, I, you know, and where's sort of Piers come? It was a little bit. Under the radar, wasn't it? That people hadn't sort of really picked up on what he'd done for Marseille, and um, and he's clearly you know, absolutely and, and he prime. settled very, very, very quickly. But there hasn't been that kind of media spotlight on him. To, to not, not for the first part of the season. It's coming, it? yeah. No, <clears throat> the scouting's really good. I mean, you know, second second flight of French football was was uh, Sacco, wasn't it? Yeah, and right. uh, you know, and uh, he really, you know, he's a good player. Absolutely. Um, We've got, uh, you know, the next round of the FA Cup to talk about. Um, uh, we've also got a Benji striker audit. But let's, um, even though I have the presence of two, two, two educators. In two pedagogues. The, uh, two <laughs> pedagogues uh, amongst us. Um, it seemed that the only thing to do uh, to lend dignity to the situation is pit them against each Just other. Just to be clear, this is because Andy, I don't think you've mentioned Andy's a teacher. And yeah, I said it. I said it. I've got cloth I said that. Yeah, yeah. Andy and Jim are both teachers. Both teachers. Education, 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 <laughs> said um, someone using cut and paste, I believe. <laughs> uh, that's how that saying came about. Um, so, uh, Benji, are you ready to score this quiz? I'm ready. Now, lads, there are, uh, there are ten questions. I don't want to put any pressure on but one, 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 of, you teaches, one of you teaches at an independent fee-paying <laughs> paying school, and one of you teaches like a proper school that proper people go to, people like me. Yes. Me and, me and so who's going first? People's champion Andy Little. It's going to be a buzz. It's going to be a buzz. You've got to buzz oh, in. No. So you've got to say I'm the very word slow. Then you've got to say the word buzz. The last time we had a buzzing quiz, I I got thrashed. Oh, that's right. We had a th- we had a theatre yeah, director just, just slaughtered. <laughs> who slaughtered. I might you. flick little spitballs at them. You can whilst, do that. You can do that. Just to get us in the mood. Yeah. So, exactly. so you're buzzing in. Uh, the questions oh, are West, no. West Ham related. Oh, okay. West Ham related questions. Okay. Ready? Yep. Number one. Mark Noble. How many noble gases can you name? <laughs> buzz in, first of all. Uh, well, buzz. Oh, well, okay. I'll try it. Right. Uh, argon, neon, xenon. Um, um, uh, that's probably about three. I can name three. That's three. I'm, I'm, I'm not... Science isn't my no, thing. No, so. not your thing, not your thing. Noble, what, have you not been studying noble gases? Jim, you could have had helium. Helium, is that a noble gas? Uh, you could have oh, had right. Krypton. Oh, Krypton. And we'd have killed Superman. Right. And uh, Radon. Radon. Which you oh, put, Radon. Which you put, there's just six noble bath. gases. Yeah, there's six How? noble gases. Well, like a radon in fact, a nonoctium, anunoctium, which was recognised as an element in December 2015, is predicted to be a noble gas. It's going to be named in the honours <laughs> list. It's going to be named in the honours list. Uh, as well, but this fact is not what an element is going to so be. So, Jim, you have a point. Point to Jim. Point oh, to Jim. Right. Is there something that defines a noble gas? It, it's, 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 to do with, it's not very reactive, isn't it? It's, is that it's, right? Yeah. I was hoping it, doesn't, inert, it doesn't react I was, with other chemicals. I was really, yeah. It's funny, I was really hoping that we were going to That's why they started using, when they started using helium for. Like airships, because when they had hydrogen, they just used to blow up. They used to blow up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Question two. Joey O'Brien. 
Joey O'Brien's mother, Edna O'Brien, wrote the groundbreaking novel that lifted the lid on social and se- sexual issues during the repressive period of I- Ireland in, in Ireland following World War II. What was it called? Oh, God. What was it called? Well, I should know that. If you don't get this, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean... Oh, Buzz, Angela's Ashes? Not Angela's Ashes. Good no, guess, though. I, don't, I can't think. It's called know. The Country Girls. The Country, uh, country Girls. What a pair of thick eyes. How do you not get that? <clears throat> Fingers on buzzers. Yeah, Very easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by number, of Henry VIII's wives was Anne Boleyn? Buzz. Yes, well, Andy first. Count. Two. Second point to Andy. Points to Andy. One all. So slow. Question four. Adrienne. What is the percentage alcohol content of a bottle of San Miguel? Buzz. Buzz. Yes. 5%. Jim, have a guess. I'm going to go 5.2. 4.8. Andy gets oh. it. Andy sneaks into the lead. It's too warm. Sneaks into the lead. Question five. Demba Bar. Bar is spelt B-A. But B-A is the, abbreviation for which, it's the abbreviation for which element in the periodic table? Buzz. Buzz. Andy. Barium. Barium. Strong. A uh, supplementary question, (laughs) which, and I'll give a point to the person who's five, who's nearest. What's its atomic number? Buzz. Go on. One two six. One two six, Jim. Eighty-seven. Jim is closest. It's fifty-six. Now here's a here's a here's a here's a question for you. What's the score, Benji? It's three two to Andy at the moment. Three two to Andy. Question six. Listen very carefully. Andy Carroll plus Reese Oxford minus Winston Reed. So you work that out. Divided by Bobby Moore equals what? Buzz three. No. Oh, straight. Can you repeat the question? Andy Carroll plus Reese Oxford minus Winston Reed. That's all in a bracket. Divided by Bobby Moore equals what? One. Can I guess? Seven. No. It is seven. Benji Lanyardo gets a point. Yes, ben. Shirt numbers. Shirt, shirt numbers. numbers. Shirt numbers. Yes. What was Reese Oxford? What's shirt 35. Number? 35. 35. Nine plus 35 equals 44. Winston Reed is two. Minus two equals 42. Divided by six. Bobby it's Moore a very good equals question. seven. It's a very good Thank question. Thank you very much. Question seven. Dimitri Payet. This is very easy. Miley Cyrus's lewd duet with whom outraged audiences at the 2013 MTV Awards? Buzz Madonna? No. Oh, uh, oh I don't oh, know. No. I don't know. I don't know. Kylie Minogue. The, I don't know. The, the song they were singing was Blurred Lines. Oh, it's uh, Buzz Jason Thick. Thick's Robin Thick. Robin Thick, you've had a go, though. You can have half a point. Ah, uh, counts. It'll count. Miley Cyrus, of course, Billy Ray Cyrus's son, Billy Ray Cyrus, author of Aki Breaky Heart, on which the ah, right, right. song is based. Ah, ah, that's the tenuous connection. Nice. Yeah. James Collins, <coughs> question eight. Yes. Which country is the world's biggest producer of ginger? <laughs> which country is the world's biggest producer of ginger? Oh, buzzard, Thailand. China. Jim hasn't got it, but gets the point. Uh, first place is India. In second place is China. Third place, Nepal. Fourth place, Nigeria. Fifth place, Thailand. 
It's a generous point. It's a generous <coughs> point. point. It's got it I wrong. I think but I'm not happy about the half. I, the correct, Robin Thicke. Yeah, answer. yeah, but but you know, you'd had a guess. True. You'd had a guess. All right. So I shouldn't have given you anything. Really. All right. True. Careful. Jim will headbutt you. Uh, so he's like, so Norwich remembers. <laughs> um. Number nine. Remember, buzz in, buzz in, but be sure that you've got the answer. Spell Asbilaqueta. Buzz. A S A Z P I L C U E T A. No. Okay. Jim. That's A Z P I L. A C U E T A. No, it's I L I. It's I L A. Nothing there. Final question, question 10. James Tompkins. James Tompkins. Half point in it, by the way. This is big. This is really big. Which song was the biggest hit for the police? Buzz. Buzz. Yes. I'll take Message in a Bottle. Don't stand so close to me. No, neither of you are right. Every breath you take. Every wow, that time. was a that was a good Every that was a good match. And in the end, the scores are Andy Little with three and a half, Jim Grant on three, and oh, Benji Lanyard on one. Once again, Benji Lanyard on one. Just, my hundred percent record of no. being crap in oh, debut victory for Andy very, Little. Very close. No, well, very close. Very good work, Andy. Well done, Andy. Excellent. Um, your prize awaits you. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 over there. It's over there somewhere. <laughs> very good, um, Benji. You've got a couple of items for our agenda. I'm. You? So just just the one actually, and I'm sorry to bring things back to slightly more prosaic matters, but I've noticed that West Ham have got a striker problem. Now yes. let me explain myself. This is the best squad we've had in a very very long time, possibly the best squad that I've ever seen at West Ham, and I've been going for 25 odd years. Every position you can think of, we've got more than one good player. Like even even in goal, we've got Darren Randolph at right mm-hmm. back. We've got. Uh, Byram and and uh, and uh, I'd say fullback's the one issue there, personally. Uh, sorry, left back. Yeah. I'll take that back. Either way, it's a great squad. Okay. Yeah. Um, however, we've got a striker problem. So let's go through our strikers. First of all, there's Diafrasacco. Now, I think Diafrasacco is almost the perfect striker. I'm not saying he's, he's one great. of the best strikers in the world, but he's got everything. Uh, he's he's very quick. He's good in the air. He's a good finisher. He's got an incredible work rate. But this is quite a startling statistic. Since he joined the club, he could have played in 85 games. He's played in 41. So he's mm. been injured for more than half of our games. So you think about our, you know, our injury-prone striker. How many, how many goals in the 41? Do you know? Uh, I think in total it's uh, 16. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not and, a bad strike rate, is it? Oh, absolutely. Couldn't agree more, but a strike rate's relative, really. Yeah. You've got you to play. And you, know, you think about our strikers, our injury-prone striker is, is Andy Carroll. But actually, it turns out we've got another injury-prone striker. So, yes. And so, so first of all, there's Sacco. Fantastic, but injury-prone. Then there's Andy Carroll. I personally believe that Andy Carroll is pretty much always a plan B and occasionally a plan A. And either way, he's injured half the time. Probably, probably yeah. two-thirds of the time. Then you've got Enna Valencia. I think Enna Valencia is inconsistent. And also, ultimately, he's probably a wide player anyway. So... All, and then you've got uh, Emanike now, and we don't really know much about him, but he's, no. he's, he's padding in the squad. All of this adds up to the fact that I think this summer we are going to break the bank for a striker, and I think they should. Um, and I think that it's interesting we've been linked to this um, Belgian chap, Matsuyashi, um, who looks to be slightly in the Lukaku mould, but I think that's just because he's got an African name and is, is Belgian. Mm. Um, but it's, it's clearly an area that we really need to plug. Thoughts? Well, the system seems to paint us into the corner of one particular type of striker, which is why I think 
you know, Lukaku gets mentioned a lot. And um, uh, Jim, you're talking about Boney as, as, a, as a possible type because Good shout. <clears throat> leading, you know, leading the line, um, a little bit thankless, holding the ball up for, you know, Paye Lanzini and Moses Stroke Antonio to score. You know, that, that setup has got, is sort of predicated around other people scoring goals as much as. a lot of energy that. as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is why Sacco is so great in that role, I think. Yes, yeah. Though you know, the, you know, when when he tweeted those photos of what is, you know, recovery from the injury involved, which was slicing his leg open from you know knee to groin, was just but is this Sacco? extraordinary yeah. scar? I, I didn't realise how badly injured he was. Well, I think it's just something they do to kind of reattach a muscle to the bone that's kind of come away, but. You know, God, it's, it's sort of brutal. And you think, wow, how soon is that going to heal actually... up? And is it going to heal up well? Is it, is it going to heal up sort of strong? You Do you know? know what that actually is? Because I almost had the same thing in my knee. <clears throat> they need to, sometimes they need to create a new tendon. And they do that by right. taking a bit of your hamstring. Right, right. So, so, so yeah. it sounds like that. Was, it sounds but, grim, yeah, but it's yeah. fairly, it's fairly so normal. So who would you take, Benji, then, of this? Who's this marquee <sighs> premiership signing that well, West Ham could attract? I, I would like to refer back to one of my previous loves, one Mr. Carlos Tevez. Uh, now, I know he's not the long-term solution, but just how magical would that be? For the first season back in the Olympic Stadium, Tevez leading the line. See, I he's, about, disagree. he's about 46 now. <laughs> I think the West Ham that's going forward, we've long been like the graveyard of ailing players, and I think we don't need to be anymore. You're right. I'll, you are right. That is, you're, that is the sensible, it's not a sensible thing to do, but I think we need, we need a marquee signing. Like, they've kind of got one by mistake in Paye. But yeah. I think that in order to make sure that stadium is full, full on day one of the next season, someone big. I'd love to see us going out there. And it sounds stupid, especially considering you just said quite correctly that being a very expensive striker can be a bit of an, a bit of a pressure. Yeah, pressure. Yeah. But I'd like to see us really go out there and compete for someone top class. God, I can't think. I, I can't think who who there would be who sort of wouldn't in some way risk at least crumbling under the pressure. I think you know someone who wouldn't would be like Suarez. Uh, Suarez wouldn't. But I but, think we uh, can you know, rule him and, out. Yes, and Aguero <laughs> probably wouldn't either. I mean, They'd we're just that, not. But. I mean, however, <clears throat> you know, the money might well be available. We've got certain things that are going to attract uh, players with the new stadium, etc. And possibly, who knows, European football next season. But we still aren't in that group of clubs that are in the market mm. for the ready-made, guaranteed 15 to 20 Agree, but surely goals a season striker. We're going to have to take a punt on someone. But it doesn't have to be that much of a punt anymore, because I think that, and, and, and I'm sure there'll be supporters of rival clubs that would hear me saying this and think I'm an idiot, we are surely going to become, next year at least, before we muck it all up, the best of the rest. In terms of the, you know, the capacity mm. of the stadium, the amount of funding that's going to be coming in, the match day receipts, uh, the, 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 the deal, the Premier League rights deal as well that is going to make everyone rich. What's quite interesting, I think, over the next few years with this huge injection of money that's coming in is that I think seeing clubs like Leicester have a title run is going to become uh, less and less rare. And I think seeing clubs like Chelsea plummet is also going to become less rare because there is a slight... You know, when a club like Stoke City can buy Jordan Shakiri and mm. Bojan, you realise that there is a bit of an evening of the, of, of the tides. Yeah, no, and, and these are... This is a level of player. They're, they're, they're very, very, very good, but they're not already Champions League stars. And basically, the, the clubs, your Man City's, Man United, and so on, even to a certain extent, Liverpool, which is why they're, in, I think, one of their problems, they have to be seen to buy established stars, don't they? They can't, mm. they can't really... And, and if they do buy in that kind of second tier, if you like, of players, those players don't get 
a good run in the side. So when they come in, they're expected to perform straight away. So Boney's they struggle a, a little bit. Yeah, you know, uh, Boney went to Swansea, did fantastically well. He was that kind of player. He's gone to Man City. You know he's not going to get game time. So when he comes in, he's got he's to deliver straight away. I think Boney's actually another, a good example for another reason, because w- at the time that he moved to Swansea, we were in for him. And he basically got to choose between West Ham and Swansea. And at the time, Swansea, I think it was just post-Loudrop, they just won the cup. Yeah. They were very much on the up, and we were, you know, sort of just where we always are, mid-table-ish. Now, I think we, we should be seen in, 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 a, in a kind of straight fight between clubs like us, Swansea, Everton, uh, we sh- and, you know Stoke now. If you're con- considering them, them within that echelon, we should be winning those battles. So players that I think you're right. Let's rule out you know your kind of Champions League class of striker. But but anyone beneath that, we should be in for. We, and I think that, that we're going to be linked to a lot of strikers this summer. I think also that thing that's that's you know produced a kind of evening of. Uh, evening of the kind of higher level clubs is that once you get past sort of 10 or 15 million there's there's a huge kind of uh, wedge of players there's not much difference between a kind of 30 million pound player and a kind of 10 million pound player like Paye they are if the rest of your team's not not that great they're not going to improve it very much you know they're not going to improve it very much in fact you know I think I think in a way you know things when Lanzini comes back in, you'd hope that we really move to an extra level because as well as Noble, there's another player that Pae can interchange with and kind of create stuff with. Um, you know, I mean, if we can hang on to those players and then put, you know, a fantastic striker in front of it, that would be great. But, it's um, the type of player as well, which you mentioned, that, that, you know, we need someone that has got a bit of everything, has got, a real, got real energy, is going to pull defenders all over the place, has got a real work rate. And maybe, maybe, maybe we actually get a couple of strikers like this. Another player that I often think about in this role, because he reminds me of Sacco, is Shane Long. I know it's a random one, but Shane Long is that kind of striker that is just tireless. He gets goals, mm. he works bloody hard. He's the kind of player I'd like on our squad as well. I wonder if West Ham with Berahino... Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Like, because he's the sort of player that we would have signed, you know, a bit of a troubled background, but mm. you know, under the right tutelage, he's obviously yeah. got loads of class. You're going to pick him up slightly cheaper for what kind of, you know, I don't know what he scored for West Brom, but 10 ish goals, wasn't it? A season. Yeah. And he didn't have an excessive amount of game time. Young, English, well, mm. you know. Yeah, great yeah. shout, yeah, um, great shout. Yeah. It is a good shout. And, cool. and also, uh, on, on Berahino, he really reminds me of Defoe, actually. And I, th- cause I remember when he scored a fantastic goal against us, I think a couple of years, years back at Upton Park. Took on a player and tucked it in the corner. He's that, I mean, I mean Pulis is so stubborn that he's willing to let him just waste on the bench. Mm-hmm. And, and Berahino, I actually have started to feel a bit sorry for him because he clearly doesn't want to be there. He's young. He's wasted a full season now. And, and actually, he's justified to want to be out of there now because Poulos isn't, isn't starting. No, that's right. Yeah. But having said that, he's obviously a bit of a dick as well because he's, he's kind of... He, he, he's, he's a bit of an idiot on social media. It's unprofessional that he's actually clearly put on a little bit of weight as well. You know, and you mm-hmm. need to... You know, you want your you want your footballers to be real pros, and even if you want out and you and and you and you're you've fallen out with the chairman and the manager, you've got to keep working hard. And I worry, you know, the whole Ravel Morrison episode, I think, kind of ended it with me for taking risks with players who are dicks. But, and, and also, I mean, Billich clearly doesn't doesn't tolerate dicks, does he? I mean, he, he um, well, Julian Dixie tolerates, obviously, <laughs> but, um, uh, but um, he quite likes him. Um, but there's that sense that the team spirit's very, very important, and you sense the team spirit is good at the moment, and 
Amal Fatano, for example, seemed to kind of be someone who Good didn't point. quite fit that, well, and he Pye was out on his ear very Pye, quickly. Pye had a room, the rumours that he's a little bit of a bad boy, kind of around the scene. He's had so a checkered past, you know, I think. Zarate's yeah, yeah. a good example. I think mm. I, I've heard stories of Zarate, I think in Argentina, when he wasn't picked, he just didn't turn up for games. I think that Zarate has got a very high opinion of himself, and I think that that was, one of the, again, one of the reasons why he let him go. I think Zerata just wanted first regular first team football yeah. with Lanzini and Pyre around and Antonio breaking through. Bilic obviously couldn't promise him that. The irony is he won't, enough, he won't get it if Fiorentina. I mean, that, that's, that's why it's a bit of a funny one. I, I, I could see that, I think you're totally right, Jim, that, that anyone who sort of is going to step out, I, I can imagine he won't take it. Although Ravel's one of those oh, that I just know, always wonder what I if. mean, there's, you know, there's a degree... I think, I think uh, Bilic is a sort of a player's man. You know, he's a player's... Uh, the players will get on with him. So I think he can, you know, I think he's got that sort of ability to sort of mentor a kind of a, a sort of a bad boy player. But it depends whether, you know, they want to get into a kind of, you know, all-out war with him, which I think yeah. Amalfitano must have kind of, you know, I, we don't know what happened, but I, but I imagine Amalfitano must have, you know, really kind of faced up to him and sort of challenged him it. and said, look, it's the beginning of my managership of this club, you're off. And, and talking of sort of reformed characters... Yeah, we were just motioned towards Benji of um, Troy Deeney. It's been a bit of a success story, oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. I can see him again. I mean, there's a chance that Watford might go down, which means that you might yeah. pick him up on a relative cheap... Igalo. Igalo's another one. Igalo, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think given the choice between Igalo and Dini, I think I'd probably lean towards Igalo because he's clearly a finisher. Dini is actually a... He's a, he's a full-fat forward player. Like, he, mm. he plays across the front line, works incredibly hard. I think his technical ceiling is lower than Igalo's, yeah, though. And he's scored a few more of his goals from the spot. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. You sort of... you. You know, you want to think of players that sort of, uh, if they were one on one with the keeper, you'd sort of bet on them. And like, sort of, it's a, it's amazing how many strikers there are out there that you wouldn't necessarily, you know, Colton, Colton, you never, <laughs> if he ended up one on one with the keeper, you were kind of, you had your head in your yeah. hands. Whereas, oh my Berahino God, you know. actually is a real finisher in that kind of. And and again, it's look. It, we feel like we've been looking for this player for a decade. It's a twenty-goal-a-season striker. Mm-hmm. I think Berahino is a twenty-goal-a-season striker. Hardly any of them, and they will all be playing for top top three or four teams. Mm. That just doesn't really exist. Well, to not be this year. To be fair, I mean, he, it's Van Persie. It's going back a few years. Van Nistelrooy and uh, Andrew Cole. Well, Vardy um, will get twenty. Vardy will get twenty this, this time with a few penalties. But um, uh, you're right, though. You know, right. there aren't many of them. There really aren't. No. But it'll be interesting to see what happens. Should be a fun season. summer. Yeah. Like, we'll, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be after a big striker. Lovely. Yeah. Um, so let's look forward to. We've got a, a cup game again at the weekend. Uh, Blackburn away yep. on Sunday, and then our next home game is uh, against uh, Sunderland. Mm. Um, we, uh, we might well. I didn't even thought about that. Yes, we might well have. Might well be doing one of these after the Blackburn game, so we can probably just talk about that and then right. wrap things up. But uh, you know, it's a. There's a lot of big teams still in, and uh, we've picked a, a smaller team. Um, they're also missing Jordan Rhodes, aren't yeah. they? So and struggling, really struggling, and struggling. <clears throat> yeah, and he, yeah. you know, he was he was their only goal scorer. I saw some stats on Sky Sports <clears throat> earlier today where nobody else has scored more than two league goals for them this season. Mm. But they've lost so their two struggling. best players this year in um, uh, the fellow that went to Villa as well. What's his name? Big chap, Gustav. Yeah. And and uh, and actually three strikers. The, the the guy that went to Bournemouth. Um, oh, I can't remember his name. Centre forward went to Bournemouth. Josh King. Right. Um, so they lost their three best players. They're in a bit of a slump. 
We should beat them. We really should. I mean, that, it's, yeah, it's one of those, but, isn't it? You know, it's the cup. It it's is the magic, magic of the, the cup, cup. in it, Jim. It's also the, the possibility that if we were to draw, we'd get another night game at the Bowling. Because oh, yeah. if we don't, Spurs at home, well, I think it's the 2nd of March, will be our last ever night game at the Bowling. Oh. Oh, oh, unless we get to the semi... We or Man United get to the semi-final of the cup and or they progress in the Europa League. Because it might well be end up game. that we might end up... Our last ever game might be against Man United. Not Swansea. I can't believe they haven't put us on ho- at home on the last day yeah. of the season. Yeah. I think that is ridiculous by the Premier League. Surely they should have put us at home on the last day of the season. I assume the Mark Noble testimonial would be once the season was over mm, as well. Good point. Yeah, it's it's funny that, that it's, it's during the season. It's like, you know, Easter Monday, yeah. It's like your, your kind of testimonial could, could knacker you for your <laughs> next home game. Weird one. Your yeah. own testimonials. I'm going to go to Blackburn. I'm going to Blackburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Blackburn. Are you going to Blackburn? I am. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Just as we were saying about the scores, the return score is late, isn't it, to come back? It's a big old trip. It's a Sunday, isn't it's it? It's two o'clock kickoff, though. Okay, yeah. It's not so too early late. start. Good for you, Jim. Good for you, Jim. Yeah. Um, are you going to destroy Blackburn as well? Yeah. Are you allowed in Blackburn? It might kick off. Okay. Don's going to go. He's in working in Manchester at the moment. I'm going to meet him. Oh, so Don. Don's going. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Don and the animal. Um, so, um, predictions. Predictions for that game. <sighs> I think... I think it'll be tight, actually, but I think mm. you've got to go for it. 1-0. 1-0 to us. Yeah. Andy? Um, I think we're, we're improving in that sense. I think, you know, even two or three years ago, I'd say, we're not, I think we'll lose this quite comfortably. I'm, I'm, I'm confident of a win. Oh, I'll actually. take a 2-0 clean sheet. 2-0. I'll go one for, I'll say 3-0. I think we're going to wallop them. 3-0. <sighs> That's difficult. I'm going to say it's going to come back to the bowling ground oh, right, because it's okay. going to be 5-5. Five, five. Love it. Five, okay, five. So uh, that's, my, that's my guess. Uh, Excellent. I'd, I'd just like to restate the fact that I guessed uh, the Liverpool result, uh, the, uh, the Liverpool away result earlier this season. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Very precisely, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so don't mock me for my 5-5. Five, five. Um, um, we weren't mocking. It, it might not be 5-5, five, five, but that's my prediction for the, for the game. Bold. And I'm, I'm straight down to the bookies. All right, so let's uh, should we should let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Um, uh, with me this evening have been uh, Jim Grant, Cheerio, Andy Little, See you later. Benji Lanyardo. Goodbye. Uh, my name's Phil Whelans. Come on, you irons! This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.